Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now stay with a fan for this special program. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Atlanta, and the results again are good as the Brewers take a 9-5 victory in game one of this three-game weekend set. And welcome in, everybody. It is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. There's the Polish pipe bomb, Jeff Orlowski. My name is Tim Allen, and this beat uh, goes on as the Brewers win their fourth consecutive game and a 9-5 to victory over Atlanta, and it didn't, uh, it didn't look that good early. We'll get to our game recap in a bit, but it is a final, the game, and the trade deadline, and did the Brewers do enough in your mind? And we'll discuss that throughout the show tonight. We're going to hear from uh, President of Baseball Ops, David Stearns, here in just a, just a few minutes, uh, so stick around for that. A couple of relievers do get added today at the deadline in John Curtis, Daniel Norris, uh, and also, uh, of course, uh, Eduardo Escobar on base three times tonight, a couple of walks, a solo home run, going to fit right in. This team is rolling a little bit here. Since the All-Star break, they've won uh, 9 of 12. They've won four consecutive. They are on a little bit of an offensive roll. Um, which has them scoring six or more runs in eight of their last 10 games. So six or more runs in eight of their last 10. That's a little better. That's a little more like it. A collective team batting average into this game, 273. That's much improved uh, in the month of July, that is, 273. So that's starting to hike up a little bit. They do finally pull the trigger on Keston Hira. He gets his third trip to Nashville, normally... You know, a little vacation time in Nashville is a lot of fun. I've been there many times. <laughs> in this case, not not real good for Keston Hira. But uh, the main thing is the Brewers here continue a, a nice roll, and they are now 20 games over 500, 62 and 42. This has been this trade deadline today, guys, has been just uh, 
oh man, it's the 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 types of names that have involved had had been involved today in the, in the trade deadline, and really the last twenty four to forty eight hours, I, I would say. Man, I I haven't seen this. We haven't seen this in a long time. These types of superstar type names, it's just amazing. Now that begs the question in your mind and uh, mine: Did the Brewers do enough? to get them over the hump here and give them and make them a better baseball team. Number one, but could they have done more? David Stearns admits that he was in conversations with many, many names. So there had to be some phones going crazy here the last 48 hours or so. I'm not sure that he was ready to pull the trigger on, on a Max Scherzer and Trey Turner kind of situation, but you know, any number of those uh, cub players, um, boy, that, and that was, uh, you know, we, we think back and this is just a personal thing for me. It is just a pleasure seeing that Chicago cub team torn apart <laughs> because, uh, again, I got to look back to 2016 and, you know, they win it all. And, and I'm just hanging my head tail between the legs and just saying, wow, did that really happen? Well, now, um, it's a little bit sweeter now that they dismantle that whole thing. And uh, d- But did the Brewers do enough here? 414-799-1250. They get the victory tonight, 9-5. It didn't look good early. And, you know, I got to say, Craig Council made, in my estimation, one of the better moves he's made all season long in this baseball game. I'll get to that in a second. Can you kind of pinpoint what that might have been? No, and it wasn't just starting Eduardo Escobar. It wasn't, uh, you know, the front office sending uh, Keston here to. Uh-uh. It was bullpen management, I think, that we saw a little something different. And I think this was played like, think about a playoff game, uh, Brewers and Braves. And the Braves jump out to a four-zip lead. But then the Brewers crawl back into this thing and, you know, this almost like a back-and-forth affair. What Craig Council did mid-game was like a playoff move. It was. It was like, no, I feel it's swinging. I feel it's slipping. I'm going to go with this guy, and that that that's that. So we'll get to that in our game recap. But did he do enough? Did the team do enough uh, during this trade season? And again, the trade season for, for, for this organization started in early April. So we have to consider that as well. The Willie Adamas acquisition on, uh, what, May 22nd? I think it officially went down the 21st, I believe. We have to incorporate that into your decision if the Brewers did enough here. Because that deal could have very easily have been stalled until now. But they pulled the trigger on that in late May. So we incorporate that in. So you pick up Eduardo Escobar... You pick up Willie Adamas, you get a, a Rowdy Telez, you get a, a, a Curtis, a Norris. I mean, they, they, these are all part of, you know, the question, did they do enough in the trade season? 414-799-1250, a sweet victory. And they don't really play all that great down in Atlanta. In fact, the last time Corbin Burns pitched in Atlanta was 2019 and got his brains beat in then. And there's just always something about the Braves. 
All right, uh, we'll get to our game recap, get to you guys too on this trade season. Did they do enough? And that being said, it's all right if you say no. It's okay. We, we all want superstars all across the board. You know, it's, it's just not going to happen in most, most cases. But I, I, I don't mind if you disagree. I, I thought they did just enough. Can I, can I meet you there? The Brewers did just enough throughout this year with regards to trades. I think the grade would be good. Yes, for sure. But I will also say that I would have liked a more of a slam dunk back end of the bullpen kind of thing. That's just me. Now, John Curtis, I'll tell you, his numbers look good, and we'll get into that uh, coming up in a bit. 799-1250. Let's get right to you guys. A nice win. Big win. Pipe Bomb, welcome to the show. You said a big win for the team. Why so? Well, you know, just after all the madness from the trade deadline, you sit there and you got your newest all-star plucked right into the uh, into the lineup. He comes through on base three times tonight, hits, you know, his first homer as a member of the Brewers. Uh, and just, you know, the moxie that they showed coming back after being down four nothing right off the bat. It's just the heart of this team and, you know, it's a special season, Timmy. Keep swinging your lumber around. Oh, I'd yeah. like to replace lumber with a different word, but you guys understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Make sure you do that. Yeah, it can be all fun and games and, and sliding down uh, dugout rails and all that. That's, that's cool, and I like that, and I think that that is sort of the pulse of this team, and it's been the pulse of this team under council, but also know that, that it's okay to have a little swagger as well. And, and to start swinging your thing around, if you know what I mean. 414-799-1250. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning at seven locations throughout the state of Wisconsin. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu. And let's get right to you guys. Let's go to Grady. You're first up here on the fan. A 9-5 uh, to five victory to take game one. This team is rolling 20 games over, Grady. Hey, Tim, how's it going, first of all? Good, 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 good. Second of all, I haven't called in a while. My last call, though, I said, let's just fast forward to the NLCS against the Dodgers. It might be the Padres right now, but I am telling you, this team is built like a varsity high school team. Everybody wants a piece of the pie. Everybody is getting a piece of the pie. Manny Pena, what was the last time he played besides last night? I don't know, probably about a week, 10 days, the All-Star break? Yeah, no, he's sparingly. Has playing yes, exactly, time. and he, he double-donged right there. And I think it's asinine to say that they had a great or a, a good trade season or just okay. It, if you um, said that you would trade for a player and you would go 40-21 and 21 after you trade for that player, <laughs> would that be a slam dunk or would that just be uh, – what would that be to you? That'd be that'd be a lottery ticket. That'd be huge. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get you know it. I, mean? I get it. You you can't you can't strike oil more than once, and they've done that about four times this year. They got rid of Arcia. That was the gold strike right there because Urias is in the lineup more. They trade for Adames, uh slam dunk right there. They finally get some left-handed relief pitching help with Norris. That should be a slam dunk, if not a layup. Then Curtis, he's got some nasty stuff. I mean. 
what, what, what's there not to like about this team? They're rolling. They're beating the teams they should beat, minus the Royals. That so doesn't count. Um, but they're, I mean, it's just hop on the bandwagon. It's time to roll. Milwaukee's going to be the new sports city. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Grady. Thank, thanks for the call. Yeah, you, you might be right there that you, know, you underestimate that Adamas deal just because there's been so much separation. And now the trade deadline, you're seeing some of these names of – you know, Chris Bryant and Max Scherzer and some of these guys. Then you look over and you see, well, the Brewers grabbed, uh, let's see here, uh, Miami right-handed reliever John Curtis. They pick up Curtis. Now I say that tongue-in-cheek. John Curtis is good. This is, this is you know, yeah, not a superstar name. It's not Kimbrell. It's not Hand. It's not Hudson. It's not these types of relievers. But the numbers are just as good. Check this out. Uh, they give up Peyton Henry for him, uh, a 28-year-old right-handed reliever. Uh, this year, 3-1 and one and a 2.48 ERA. Now you will say that, well, those numbers are good. Well, and they are. But how many games? It's got to be, what, 12, 13 games. That ERA can flux a little bit. You guys know that. 35 appearances. So he is well used. Uh, a 1.07 whip. Dude's good. Uh, in his career, by the way, 70 appearances, 6-2, and two, and a 3.17 ERA. Now, this is what, the, what they do, what Stearns does. He digs for these types of guys. This, is a, this, this move I love. Last year, he was 3-0 and oh, with 17 appearances, with a 1.8 ERA. So again, it, it, it looks as if he pitches on average once every three games and maintains his ERA. Well, right now, as I said, it's about two and a half. What a great move. This one I like a lot. He was a, a six-round uh, selection uh, out of the University of Minnesota in 2014. So there's there's just one of the guys that they picked up. We all know about Escobar and Daniel Norris. Is he, his numbers, a left-handed reliever, his numbers are a little bit on on the on the lofty side, if you will. But as of late, he's been pitching a little bit better. We'll see how they utilize him. But but Curtis, I mean, he's a guy that's going to fit right in. All right, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to CJ. CJ, did they do enough at the deadline? How are you feeling? Um, uh, good evening, guys. Happy Friday, first off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the trade deadline, yeah, I'm not sure about those pitchers, but anyway, besides the point. Well, what I, I just went over on? John Curtis's. I mean, you have to like him, right? Yeah, 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 but let, let, Timmy, let me get to where I'm going here. Okay. All right, this game started out really slow for us. And I'm figuring, oh, geez, you know, we hit ourselves out. We scored all the runs yesterday. You know, one of those feelings where, you know, we did it all yesterday. We're going to come out flat. Boy, was I wrong. Okay. All right. Very good. And I'll keep you right here. CJ, hold on a second. I'll keep you right here because the the timeline, I'm going to match you here. When it was three zip and four zip, I've always told you the way I feel. And sometimes uh, it's, you know, I don't feel a win, and they come back and win. This game, I'm telling you, the offense, I did not fear for the first time in a long time, 
a three or four run deficit early in the game. I didn't fear that. I was pretty confident that they were going to get to Tuki Toussaint here. They're rolling too, too well to not get to him. I figured this would be a baseball game. So right, I was the right. opposite it, of you. And that's, and that's what ended up impressing me that they did come back and do it. And just to get on the Wong again, um, just impressed with that guy. I really am uh, lead off. Um, just he's doing it all. I thought he was just a brewer killer, but he kills everyone. <laughs> you yep, know what yep, I'm saying? Yep. He's doing really good for us. And uh, uh, leave it with that. You guys have a good evening. All right, I I got you, CJ. I got well, you. Unless you got more, I got more for you. <laughs> Shoot, real quick, real quick. All right, okay. Well, the the trade for that uh, guy that we just picked up already paying dividends with the home run and a couple of walks. Right, right. It's paying off already. So I just got to see these pitchers pitch and uh, see what they can do. So I think you're gonna like Curtis. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him, but uh, I. I'm uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, very good. CJ, th- thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. I'm not going to celebrate like it's New Year's Eve. They did do enough. I will say that. But just that one, mm, and it may be Curtis. I mean, hes I don't think he's going to be in the same type of role that a Kimbrel or an Ian Kennedy uh, would have been in. Uh, but the, but that part of it just short for me. Outside of that, I'm I'm pretty good with this. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. And again, I I think as Brewers fans, the the further this goes into the season, the more clarity there is. And we've been talking about that. Jeff and I have been talking about that all summer long. You you continue to tear the sheets off the calendar, days and weeks, and then a, another month goes by, and here we are. Final final day of the month tomorrow, uh, July. And the, and, the, and the more the timeline goes, the more confident we should be as fans because those numbers are more true as the time goes by. Yeah, the, the, it's, the, it's the thing that, you know, baseball is measured in large sample sizes. Okay, we should be starting to, to roll into a little bit of a boil here in terms of confidence for this team. And again, everyone's going to point to, to, to the L.A. Dodgers of the world. San Francisco Giants make, make the move. New York Mets made a huge move. But you know what? Um, they still have to play these guys. You know, you can't just write that in. It's, it's, a, it's a rolling confidence that's, that's going on in Milwaukee for sure. 799-1250. Let's go to Patrick. Patrick, you're next on the fan. Hey, hey Franchise. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I I think they did. Uh, I think they did do enough with these uh, couple trades today, and, and especially picking up Escobar. So I'm I'm happy with it. Um, I think uh, tonight's game kind of reminded me like a little bit how uh, Council would use um, Hader back in 2018. He'd bring him in 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 a situation, and he brought in Boxberger way that earlier was than what we. Than we've that's, ever seen Patrick, that's how I started. That's how I started the show. And, and I will say yeah. this, uh, that to me was a breakthrough decision for Craig council. I truly believe that. Now, I don't know if he's been asked about that yet. He should be just about done speaking. We'll have that for you in a little while, 
That's that's a situation. You're down four zip. You come back, get it tied. You go back up. They're starting to battle back. Burns is just an off night for sure. There's no question about that. Tried to settle in, couldn't do it. Ran into trouble in that fifth. That's the point there where I thought, are you going to go with Suter here? I don't know about this. He goes goes to one of his hammers, and he has been a hammer. Everyone looks at Boxberger as, yeah, yeah, he's just one of those guys. Guy's been absolutely stellar in that bullpen, all told. And he went, he felt, Patrick, that the game was turning right there. And he just said, nope, I'm going to lock it in right here. I'll deal with the with the sixth and seventh inning later. Exactly. And that, that, is, a, that is a spot where we would have seen, uh, I was anticipating seeing Suter come in, being up three runs. Yep. I would have thought he was going to bring him in, but I was uh, – Yes, pleasantly surprised looking at that. And I think he's it definitely is like a playoff game. Um, I, I really think the key is just going to be Devin Williams. I mean, we can't expect him to be to the level he pitched at last year, but if he can get anywhere close to that, I mean, it's just a definite lockdown for the eighth and ninth inning. And with these two additions mm-hmm. and uh, the other guys we have, it just shortens the game up so much. I, I, I really like them. Cousins, yeah. Curtis, and you know, then then your guys, then Williams and Hayter. There's five right there. There's five right. right there. If you discount Brent Suter, but there's five guys that you pretty much trust, don't you? Curtis, right. Boxberger, Cousins, and Cousins was thrown into a situation where, hey, it's three runs. You're in Atlanta. Welcome to the big leagues, Jake Cousins. And then Williams right. and Hader, but yeah, you feel pretty good about those five. Yeah, it, you know, and especially like in a if you get in a divisional round where I think that's a that a best of five, like you're probably going to yeah. even have Adrian Hauser out of the bullpen. It just really shortens it up, and yeah. uh, I really like the moves. Okay, very very good, Patrick. Thanks for the call. Seven nine nine twelve fifty down south of the border to Illinesia. And we say hello to Eric. Eric, you're on the fan. What's going on? Yeah, I just think that they did what they could. I mean, I was listening to the show earlier, and they were saying that they just, um, because of the geographic location, you know, we kind of get the bad rap because we're the small market mm-hmm. team. Some of these big boys didn't come over, but, I mean, they have a they have a good lineup. I think that it's just exciting to be a Brewers fan right now. It, it sure is, Eric. All right, so you, you think they did enough considering? I mean, I don't think that – I mean – Considering it would have been nice to get that big arm, but I feel like, I mean, with those bullpens that they have right now, I mean, I think they they just they did what they could. I don't know. Yep. All right. All right. Very good, Eric. Thanks for the call, man. Stay in touch. It's going to be a fun couple of months here, uh, running toward the playoffs. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We'll take our first break here, and again, we're going to hear from David Stearns as he wraps up this trade season. But remember, the trade season for him that started with Orlando Arcia back on. I want to guess uh, April 6th, 7th, somewhere in there. And then it went on to uh, some of these other guys just sprinkled in. And, and the biggest of which, I think uh, I think we, we can all agree, Willie Adamas. There's no, there's no question about that. So far. Because so, yeah, well, Escobar could, could knock that out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, with the amazing record they've had since Adamas has joined the, the squad, you know, you can't argue that. But... Uh, you know, Escobar, you bring an all-star onto this team. Let's roll, baby. 
Nine to five, they get the victory tonight. Uh, they're nine and three uh, since the All Star break. Coming out of the All Star break, they get it done. Game one of a three game set. We'll continue to get your reaction. David Stearns on the way. Craig Council on the way. Did they do enough this trade season? Seven nine nine twelve fifty. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin post game show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, right here on the Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Brewers take game one of this three-game set. Yeah, that's a final. Also, the trade deadline, that's a final, and the Brewers make their moves today. Uh... They pick up a couple of relievers, a righty and a lefty. And, of course, uh, you know, uh, probably a day ago or so, it's um, Eduardo Escobar. A couple of walks for him today and a solo home run in a Brewers 9-5 to victory. And did they do enough? When you think about this, you know, David Stearns, um, he's a human being. He's not a robot, although some would think he is at times. He's not a robot. Don't you think... From the human being standpoint, he's kind of behind closed doors, shaking his head and saying, you know what, this Escobar, the numbers he puts out, and what Telez has been doing since becoming a brewer, isn't that what I planned on for Keston Hira and Christian Yelich? Mm-hmm. So you had to do some mop-up duty in a way to replace that because you're seeing glimpses of an offense that should have been a lot better had Christian and Keston been doing what they normally should have or would have done. So this tells you, this gives you a little glimpse of what the offense should have been the first three months of the season. Well, what, what I really love about this offense is the versatility. And coming when they get into tight games and stuff, coming down the stretch and in the playoffs, when your lineup consists of Colton Wong, Willie Adamas, Christian mm-hmm. Yelich when he comes back, uh, Lorenzo Cain, uh, Escobar. Abby Garcia, Omar Narvaez, Escobar. You're looking at six or seven of your eight offensive players that offensively you probably, Jeff, feel pretty damn good about. Well, absolutely. Well, yeah, take Yelich out of that. But the reason I put him in was because <laughs> – I think these guys are going to start running the bases like madmen, and I think they're going to start swiping bags like crazy. And uh, when you when you got as much speed now and on base guys that the Brewers have, oh, 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 yeah. it could get real fun, man. It can yep. get real fun coming down the stretch here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go to Ryan in Kenosha. Ryan, you're on the fan. What's happening? Hey, uh, I was actually very satisfied with what the Brewers did. I think they did a little more than what they could. I was a little unfamiliar with the arms they got. Uh, mm-hmm. heard, I caught that last little bit of you breaking them down, so that makes me even a little bit more happy. But I put a little, a very large amount of weight on the Adamas trade. I mean, we have just lit a rocket under us after that one. The only thing I was worried about was Telez. I really wasn't familiar with him, mm-hmm. and it seemed like the Cubs were just – selling everybody I was praying that we could possibly go for Rizzo but that seemed like it's such a long shot but it seemed like the Yankees got him quite at a discount 
Okay, so you're satisfied, Ryan, with, with the acquisitions here. And not just today with the arms, not just yesterday with Escobar, but earlier with Adamas and Telez and, and John Curtis now out of the pen, Daniel Norris out of the pen. Yeah, and it was, I mean, because it was, you know, it was starting to be the same old Brewers it felt like sometimes in the beginning of the season. And then you saw when Adamas came, it just flipped the script on everything, and it was just so much better. Um, I'm still, I mean, I'm a little more impressed with Telez as of recently, but I just don't know enough about him. But mm-hmm. the Adamas was definitely the turning point of the season, which changed everything. And it's very odd to see the Brewers be dominant at pitching and struggle on offense, which is great that they're changing that around at the moment. Absolutely. All right, Ryan, thanks for the call. You mentioned uh, one of the pitchers. Uh, I, I told you about John Curtis, and, and guy's, guy's good. He, he is. He's, he's a better Trevor Richards and maybe twice as good. When you, th- when, th- when you think about it, 35 games this year, that's, a, that's you know, we're at right around that 100 mark. He's in you know, a couple, two, three times a week. And a 248 ERA, a 1.07 whip. That's really good. So he's, he's not walking, guys. He's getting out there and getting out. Uh, and last year in you know, 17 games, again, about a third of a season, uh, looked great. I mean, 1-8 ERA. So the guy's definitely rolling hat, hot. Now, Norris, uh, here's the other reliever acquired. He's a left-hander. Uh, they gave up minor league pitcher Reese Olsen. Uh, the left-hander uh, is a rental. He's a free agent at the end of the season. He's 1-3 with a 5.89 ERA this year. In 38 appearances, a 1.4 whip. Uh, lately has been good. Month of July, a 3.2 earned run average. So that may have had something to do with pulling the trigger on this. He was a second-round pick of the Blue Jays uh, in 2011. In his career, 149 appearances, including 83 starts, by the way, uh, 19 and 34 with a 457 earned run average, 1.3 career whip. So, that left-hander Norris, I, I think they're to a degree rolling the dice a little bit on that, uh, and maybe it's just it's just uh, plate coverage, if you will. And and again, we talked about that last night. There's many reasons why you would, you know, uh, just stack on here. There's there's lack of production. There's injuries. There's COVID. There's just there's just a number of reasons why you would just in case, just in case something happens to Brent Suter. What are you going to do? You know, well, Norris might be that guy. All right, let's go to uh, Steve. Steve, you're next on the fan. Brewers win tonight, 9-5. Hey, Jim, I think, um, you know, they're doing a, a great job with what they can. They're maxing out their ceiling. Their ceiling is making the NLCS. That's the ceiling. Well, I think they're raising the floor is, no, is the no, way no, Craig no, Council has been no, putting that's, it. That's the ceiling. As much as they can do, they can't compete with L.A., San Diego, or the Mets, whoever. If they make the NLCS, that is good for them. That's a good season. I, I, I have resigned years ago that that's as good as this will ever be. Really? The Royals yeah. winning the World Series on a nothing payroll that, that, didn't that, uh, that, change your that, mind at all? That was, that was years ago. In today's climate, ain't going to happen. If, but, they, I, I mean, if they make the NLCS... That is as good as they can be. Wow. Okay. Uh, you've seen him play baseball now 20 games over 500, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do. 
Why wouldn't yeah, that continue again, then down the stretch here? I, I, if they make the NLCS, that's their ceiling. Steve, okay, Steve, Steve, I, I, Steve, I'll tell you what. I, to... What I'll yeah. do is I'll meet you on on uh, Wisconsin Avenue. Okay. Once they get to the NLCS, and we'll just celebrate that. If they get bounced out of the NLCS, you and I will be the only two at that parade. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Uh, Steve, you don't think that with the big three of the Brewers, you know, Woody, Burns, Peralta, I think if they match up, and it doesn't matter if it's against L.A. now with like Scherzer, Kershaw, Bueller, it depends oh, dude, on what pitchers. Just, just answer your own question, dude. Okay. What, to me, I would match up Woody, Peralta, and Burns against anybody and then it's who who has the better games who has the better games man why would they be in la that's their ceiling you have to be just happy with it all right no 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 we don't see that's the thing did you say the same thing about the bucks uh actually that was a fluke and i think la will was Steve, here's the deal. Here's what I want to do, buddy. Where, where, right, where are you calling from? Waukesha. Waukesha. Okay, Steve, I want you to call this radio show at least once a week the rest of the season. I... Can we can we make that deal? Absolutely, man. Excellent. Steve, thank you, sir. All right. We get some quality entertainment here down the, down the stretch. See, that's the thing. Change the mindset here. That Jeff's right. We will put Woody, Burns, and Peralta up against any three pitchers in this game. Any three. Yep. You want to go by numbers? You want to go by stuff? You want to go by whatever you want to go by? Let's Strikeouts, strikeout ratio. You want to go by uh, fielding, independent pitching. They just it's, it's crazy. We have to be confident in that. Okay. <laughs> there he goes. Wow. Wow. Oh, I like it. Hey. I like the fact that someone can voice their their wares here on this show, and I've always liked that. I don't dislike Steve because of it. I want him to call more. Of course. Absolutely. You know, uh, great point. Great point of view. I, I completely disagree, but, you know, we're still friends. I'll still drink a beer with Steve. <laughs> I might look at him a little cross-eyed, but I'll still have a beer with him. Uh, seven nine nine twelve fifty. Mike. Okay, so there's maybe a correlation here between Steve and Mike. I don't Why know. Why did I steal my lines? I want to get a wow here. A wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Well, you know, I never call callers. So let's nickname them Ram. When the Brewers are doing really good, <laughs> you'll never hear from the guy again. Okay. Now, my takes. I guess my takes haven't been up to par, so I'm bringing it strong right now. And, boy, a lot of calls tonight, eh? Well, it's exciting times. Well, I called yesterday. I think it was the only call. Well, no, no. Know this, that we don't take every call, Mike. We don't. We just oh. don't take every call. There's sometimes, you know, there's been time. shows over the years, Jeff, and you know this. There's been shows over the years that I've been so upset with this Brewer team that I said no calls tonight. I'm just not taking oh. any. That's not tonight, though. Night, though. No, yeah, but that's not, that's not tonight. That's fine. As far as signing players, 
People forget this is a small market team. We're coming out of a COVID. You've heard this before. They don't have the Yankee and the Dodger money. But think about this. Lakers and Brooklyn, they said all year, crown them right now, flip a coin. Uh, who's holding the trophy? Small market team. I mean, you can only do so much if you're the Brewers. Unless Tim's going to restructure some of his $28 million, get more players. I don't see that happening. <laughs> or a GoFundMe like page. I like the clubhouse. <laughs> I'm going to go watch the game again because at the bar and people wouldn't shut up. There you go. And nice. uh, good pitching. Good D. The D's been good. First base looks like it's straight. And the announcer, I heard him say, this is seventh road win in a row. Did you know that? It's the what? Seventh road win in a row for the Brewers. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, they're, you they're know rolling. What? You guys, I love the pipe bomb. I love Timmy. You guys are my dive bar on the radio. <laughs> That's what we strive to be. It. Yeah, when it's cold out it. and I get in my car and I turn that heated seat, when it's 10 below, it's you guys. We're hey. what warms your butt. Thank you. Right. That's the best compliment I've gotten yeah, in a long time. That's the new Brewers. promo. <laughs> and I'm going to watch the game I miss. I want to. I'm going to watch a dugout. How'd the new guy do? Two they, walks and a solo home run, fitting right in. Two walks and a solo shot, part of a nine-five oh, victory, run? and a home run. Yes. Oh, I missed that. Oh, I can't wait to watch. So what happened <laughs> when he got to the dugout? <laughs> oh, they were going Was crazy. Oh yeah! Oh, for sure. Welcome aboard, Eduardo. All right, you know Mike. What? I got a scoot. Let's let's get uh, Glenn in here. Sorry, Mike. Uh, Glenn uh, in Glendale. I should or, say it's John. John. Uh, yeah. John, go ahead. You're on the fan. <laughs> this is John Tim Pipe Bomb. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, brother. What's happening? Man, Steve. I mean, did his wife give him too many household chores today? Did he have a bad day at the office, or is he hitting the meth pipe too much? I mean, really? Either you're all in or you're not. I mean, just go 90 miles south, root for the Cubs. You know, you don't even have to drive up here anymore because you're not going to be in the playoffs. I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, we have every chance against the Dodgers, Giants, who comes out of the West. And uh, I just hope Steve feels better. But I just wanted to call in and say, like, no one gave the Bucks chance. And we got the trophy, like Mike said. And the other thing is, when we played the Broncos in 97, Tim, we were such a big uh, favorite against the mm-hmm. Broncos. The Broncos smacked us right in the mouth. I never got over that Super Bowl till about two years ago. I finally let it go, and Elway's going around the corner, and Leroy Butler gets helicoptered. So, you know, Steve, I hope you're feeling better, and I hope you have a good weekend. <laughs> So. <laughs> right, John. All right, John. Thank, thanks for the call. Yep. He, he, he's right in smacking people in the mouth. I don't think, guys, just so you know, I don't think there's much that the Brewers can do to not at least have some uh, inferiority looks by these other big market teams and and, and networks and uh, articles and you know blogs and and all of what you see on social media there's not much they can do to get out of that no everybody likes to look at the shiny toy they do they do so, but that being said we know we know what this team is 
And it is uh, it's a quality team. And we, we see every game. We see every pitch. We see every inning. We see every rally. We see when guys are skidding a little bit. We see what guys really, truly are through four months of the six-month baseball season. And keep that in mind, too. All right, one more from uh, Roger. Let's go to uh, Roger. You're on the fan. What's going on? Yeah, you know, I had to call in because my friend and I, who's even older than I, we were talking about this, and the idea we came up with, the concept, was, in fact, having an alternative measure for a team like the Brewers. We call it celebrating on a curve. And I think it can only legitimately apply to baseball. You know, you hate to ever want to go there, but you like to have a world championship. Mm -hmm. And I think there's always the problem. There's always going to be one or two organizations that can spend their way in front of you. So, you know, I think it's a legitimate concept, but I hate going there. It is just based on the history of it, and I think that's why, Roger, thanks for the call. It's, a, it's an interesting concept, and that's why I think people like Steve may judge this team uh, or you know, maybe the Bucs uh, to some degree, uh, for sure the Brewers, in that, hey, they did pretty good. They made the playoffs again. Yay. They made the playoffs again. So we're, we're so used to, you know, again, there, there was a 26-year drought where they didn't make the playoffs, and that programmed us a little bit. Mm-hmm. That programmed us to the point where we were celebrating, what was it, 2004 or five. A non-losing season <laughs> to where you finished 500 or better. It, that, that was supposed to be like a celebration for us. Yeah. So I get changing this landscape and certainly changing the mindset. Baseball is, is a weird kind of thing. You know, someone can pop up in, in a game of football and, and you know, there's a couple of fumbles, a tip ball, a kick return or a punt return. And, boy, you're behind the eight ball, but you're leaps and bounds better than that other team. Baseball, over the course of time, provides way, way better clarity in who's going to win in a series. And a seven-game series. Seven-game series is is a pretty good look at an elongated-type season of of who you are. But at the end of the day, if you're – again, I've said this for years, and to Roger's point, And to Steve's point, too, if your goal is to just simply make the NLCS and you're pleased with that, then all the decisions, if you're the front office or you're a fan, all the decisions in front of that are based on that goal. If that's your pinnacle, then you're not going to make decisions based on winning the whole damn shooting match. If your goal is to win the championship, and I mean every single year, then all the decisions you make are based on that goal. I yeah. just, you know, if, 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 if it's just, well, we, we want to have a winning season because we want to crawl before we can walk. I hate that concept. Jeff, I do. I really do. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, but what I think is we've been here before. Okay, so the Dodgers pick up Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. 
And you look at them on paper, and oh yeah, well you know just just print them, uh, print them. You know mm-hmm. the the championship rings now. You know they're going to win it. It took them the disgusting sixty game shortened crap from last year for that team to finally get over yep. the hump, and they've had the best team in the National League for like five or six years now. Division after division title. Yep, and come up short and come up short and yep. come up short. So, yep. you know, just because they're the fancy thing out there, they got all the bling on uh, on the necklace and all that, that doesn't mean jack when it comes down to the series. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's f- five games or seven games, and obviously you'd rather uh, make the Dodgers series a five-gamer and hope that uh, your big three is hotter than their big three right. uh, coming out out of the gates, and, and you can lock it down. And honestly, there's a good chance they will be. Absolutely. Because of the the, the window of time that's gone by. All right, we're, we're way late for a break. we got to take a break. Uh, if you want to jump in here, we're going to hear from David Stearns uh, next. He's going to put a bow on this trade deadline here. The Brewers do get the victory. They are 20 games over five hundred. What a sprint now. The final two months of the season. Make it a point. Win, lose, or draw, man. Make it a point to to tune in to us and share the emotions with us because that's what we're going to do down the stretch here. You saw what happened with the Bucs. We're going to do the same thing with the Brew Crew down the stretch on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. final. Brewers take game one of this three-game set in Atlanta. And Atlanta's looking to put the, uh, put the pedal down a little bit here. This is a big win. This is, uh, I think they... You know, they, they, both teams need the victory, as always. I mean, obviously, but I think Atlanta needs it a little bit more, and the Brewers were up to the challenge here. Down four zip. We're going to hear a couple of comments from Corbin Burns coming up as well because something just wasn't right there early on. They trail four zip, and, uh, you know, the hits allowed, and it just it just looked off a little bit, and you're thinking, well, they're going to jump on him, and, you know, at one point, five of six batters swung at one of the first two pitches. And, and that's, you know, again, I'd, maybe for another conversation, I, I think that's the Brewers have been this year, if, if I could be just somewhat critical, slow to the punch on an ambush attack. And I think that falls on Omar and the pitcher at the time. So you, I think it's just a trait that they should detect a little bit quicker. And uh, Atlanta jumped all over Corbin, and we're going to hear from him. 16th year of doing this show, and I'm, I'm hoping a sweet 16 here uh, because, uh, boy, they look good. 20 games over 500. Let's get Bill in here before we hear from David Stearns to uh, recap uh, the trade deadline day. Bill, what's happening? Hey, hey Tim. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I was telling Pipe Bomb, in regards to Steve's concerns, my feeling is, and I'm sure we all would agree, that the Royals are nowhere near the team that the Brewers are, yet they beat them four out of four games. True. Yep. So who's to say, and why couldn't that go reverse the Brewers taking care of the Dodgers in the same fashion? Not that I think the Dodgers are that much better. I think there's a lot of hype and a lot of publicity 
because we've got one hell of a pitching staff. And and, uh, and now an pitching, offense that's good, starting to step up. Yeah, good pitching stops good hitting. And, yeah, uh, it, it, and, and it, it will give you a chance to win every game. Absolutely. So I'm optimistic. I'm feeling pretty good about some of these moves. I have to confess, I was a little bit leery when they got Adamas. Boy, I was wrong. What an addition that has been to the team. That's a win now, and at that time, all right, Bill, uh, take care up there in uh, Iron River. Um, At that time, that's a win-now trade for the Brewers. And I I think, uh, Jeff, you and I talked about that after they acquired him. This is a win now. But keep your eyes on on, uh, Drew Rasmussen down the line because that may be – what do you think Houston's saying about uh, Josh Hader? You know, that that was a win for Houston at the the time and then, you know – Years down the line, they would love to have Josh Hader back. So I'm not saying Drew Rasmussen is going to be Josh Hader. I'm just saying we, we, we judge the trade for now and in the future. So we'll have to uh, keep our eyes on that. But, boy, what a trade. Whoa. I oh, mean, it, it just, it's, it's just amazing. And we said it, you know, from the, the first sentence of his introductory press conference when he was here, you know, how he sat there and just, you know, got, was able to become a leader for the Brewers and rally the guys around him, and you knew that he was going to have a unifying impact inside that clubhouse, and he's brought it out on the field, man, and it's been it's been so much fun to watch. And just a spike of energy uh, around the baseball team once he entered. That's just just been crazy. All right, so they pick up Eduardo Escobar, they pick up uh, Daniel Norris, they uh, they acquire John Curtis in the trade deadline has come and gone and now you have what you have in in your system you uh can't make another trade this year normally you could up until september 1st you could you know squeeze a a guy through waivers work put a claim uh, or put a claim and and uh and work out a deal but that's that's those aren't the rules this year so david stearns president of baseball ops was a little bit on the busier side today, involved in a lot of conversations. Here's what he had to say today. It's been a, a very active deadline throughout the industry, it looks like, today. I'm probably not even aware of all the moves that came down over the last uh, hour and a half or so. Um, we're, we're pleased with what we've been able to accomplish over the last couple of days. It's been a, a very active last couple of days for us from a conversation perspective, um, and I'm happy we were able to get uh, – these deals over the line that, that we've been able to complete and happy to uh, take any questions. David, was the idea going into today to get to four o'clock or three o'clock of your time with multiple relievers? I, I don't know that we had a necessarily a goal on the number of transactions we wanted to make, we, but we were, we were trying to stay engaged with as many players as we possibly could, as many players as we thought could, could make our team better, make our organization better. And, got over the line, got over the line. There was a point this morning where I didn't think we were going to make any transactions. And, uh, and then by the time we got to the deadline, we, we had two. So um, certainly pleased we were able to add um, both Norris and Curtis to arms that we think are going to help our pen, uh, make us better, make us deeper, which is a big part of, of the goal this time of year. And, uh, and so I'm happy to be able to add those two guys. With Norris, his numbers for the season aren't very 
attractive, but he's pitched well lately. What's is there any difference you've seen in him the last couple of weeks that's kind of made him more effective? And how much did that kind of play an impact the way he's done recently? How much did that play an impact and want you ought to go after him? I, th- I think with relievers, um, sometimes because of the small number of games they're in or the small number of batters they're facing. Uh, we try to look under the surface as much as we possibly can to, to get an understanding of who they really are. With Norris, he's a guy who we know can get left-handed hitters out. Um, his, his stuff has certainly ticked up of late, ticked up in, in shorter stints, um, and, and we think he's going to be a valuable member of our bullpen um, down the stretch here, and, and we think he's going to help us. David, other than uh, one of them being a lefty and one of them being a righty, one thing that sticks out is Norris is a free agent, but you have, what, I think four more years of control of Curtis if you want. So one's a keeper, right, beyond this year. I, I assume that was attractive to you. Yeah, anytime we can acquire a player we like who can be here for multiple years, um, it's important. Uh, and, and this player gives us a ton of flexibility with our roster. Um, we believe he can be part of our bullpen for years to come. He's having a really nice year. We'll slot in nicely uh, into our bullpen, into our mix. And, and that, was, that was certainly a goal of the day was, was finding um, an arm or two that we can slot right in the middle of our, our pen, pitch in, in leverage moments when the matchups dictate uh, that it's appropriate and, and really lengthen out um, the options we have in our pen. David, how many options will Curtis have after this year? Like, how many will he go into next year with? One or multiple? One. Anybody else for David? David. Oh, sorry, David. Do do you just have a comment on just kind of the the deadline overall? And, you know, just not having that waiver period in August and not having expanded postseason anymore. I mean, do you think those are all factors in, in the activity is across the industry? It'll probably, probably take me a little time to digest and assess what we've seen here over the last 24 hours because it's been – someone will run the numbers, but I imagine this has been about as active a trade deadline as we've had in quite some time. It certainly seems like we've had as many big names, premium names, change hands as we've ever had at a deadline. I think part of it uh, is, is purely due to circumstance. We had a couple of teams with, a, with very notable players – um, particularly the Cubs, who who were looking to move some of those players, um, the Nationals clearly clearly as well. That's a little unusual, um, and, and part of it probably is um, we've got some competitive races. We don't have expanded playoffs. Um, certainly, teams recognize there isn't the August waiver period. That adds to all of it, and and we saw a very very active couple of days. David, can you uh, tell us some? Um... Um, what your what roster move you're making to make room for Escobar tonight? Um, Keston Hira uh, has been optioned. David, is is it just go down and get at bats for Keston again? You've kind of been here before. We have, and and we have seen some progress here. When Keston first came back, I thought he was in a, in a really good spot, and we just couldn't keep him there. So having Keston here but not getting regular at bats doesn't make any sense um for him or for us so that this was this was coming um at, at, as soon either we made a transaction or got past the deadline 
And, and it's the right move. I think Keston needs to play and he'll go down there, get at bats and, and, and get himself going again. David, no, knowing that um, you were going to send Keston down, did you look around for a right-handed option at first base on the market? We looked at a, a number of different options at, at almost every position. And certainly that was um, among them. We also feel that, that, um, that Escobar can fit that, that role. Um, we, we acquired him um, in large part because he's, he's a, a very accomplished right-handed bat um, and he has positional versatility. So uh, I, I do think he can fit that role. I think he's going to for us and, and I think he can do it well. David, to follow up on that, I don't know if you would be willing to say this, but did you uh, get close to acquiring any bats today? Um, I don't think we got any anywhere where I'd say we were we were close. David, um, when you look at this, both the seasons of Norris and Curtis, um, they're both pitching very well of late. When, when you're making these deal ideas, how much does that factor in just how they're pitching? Like Norris's overall numbers don't look good, but if you look, he's been pitching really well lately. Yeah, he's thrown the ball well of late, and and that's a good thing for us. We certainly hope that will continue. Um, and, and when we see performance changes over the course of the season, we we try to understand why. Um, try not to make up reasons uh, why why a player may have a good five or six games or a bad five or six games. We try to um, understand why, and to the extent that there's a a difference or a meaningful change, um, that that'll stick out to us. Hey, David, there was a willingness this year for teams that are division leaders to part with top prospects um, to enhance their chances for this year. Was that something that maybe was not as necessary for you guys this year, considering, you know, the moves that you had made earlier or how did or was that part of the process at all for you today? Yeah, so we we did talk about um, a number of, of the more premium players that were moved. Um you know, in, in certain circumstances, I think maybe our, our geographical location um, didn't didn't always help. Um, uh, but we we were involved in, in a number of the discussions, um, and and really, I don't think we had anyone that I would deem untouchable um, for for the right player. David, did you uh, look around at the starting pitching market at all, or are you? really happy with the group you have there or both? Uh, I'd say both. Um, we, we did talk about some of the starting pitchers um, that, that were out there. Some of the starting pitchers that didn't get moved. Uh, we, we did talk about, but that that's the strength of our team as well. And, and we really believe in our core group of starters. They've done a tremendous job for us. They've carried us and we have a lot of confidence in that group going forward. Take one or two more. David, do you know yet when the two relievers will join you? I don't. And both guys, are you expecting to join you? Yes. I mean, Norris, obviously. but Yes, but both will join the big league, cup, big league club. All right, there he is, uh, president of baseball ops uh, from the front office. It is uh, David Stearns. And uh, his general manager, Matt Arnold, uh, fairly busy today, but no uh, close discussions on a bat. Oh, I find that interesting. Mm, I hate getting on the media, guys, but 
Hey, David, I uh, got a question for you. Speaking of bats here, uh, the fans want to know, was there any discussion between yourself uh, and Ryan Braun or his agent in, in a potential return? I wonder. Ryan who? <laughs> That's maybe what he, he might have said. Yeah. <laughs> well, trade deadline has come and gone, but uh, – Boy, uh, Brewers uh, on a good roll right now. And, and there will be, uh, by the way, there will be some you know, maybe challenges or struggles down the line. There still is a, a chunk of baseball here, and that's a couple of months. So uh, we, uh, we hope you enjoy the grind with us here uh, most, most games at night. So we appreciate you uh, staying with us and hanging out. All right, uh, Corbin Burns today, a four-zip deficit for the Brewers. They score four in the third to tie it. They score four more, and they spin around a four-run deficit into a four-run lead. And I personally was going crazy during that time. I'm like, oh, man, just screaming, yelling, just doing my thing. Corbin Burns, I'm interested in hearing a couple of comments. Uh, We're also going to hear from Craig Council in just a second, but uh, let's hear from Corbin Burns, a right-hander, really had his struggles today. Corbin, what, uh, from your perspective, was going on early, and how how did you correct it? Uh, Yeah, there wasn't much good going on early. Um, You know, I I just didn't really find the uh, that that rhythm early on. Um, They came out swinging the bat, credit to them for – coming out looking for um looking for the pitch and I, you know, I just made too many mistakes early on and took me a little bit there to get into the rhythm and then kind of settled in there a little bit and then came out for the uh after the fifth and, and just didn't have it again so one of those days that you you wish you don't have but um they get past it and move on and you know credit the offense for for picking me up tonight Corbin, prior to a first inning like that, do you have any indication in the bullpen that your pitches aren't what you want to do? Or were things out there fine and then it just didn't happen in the game? No, I mean, warming up pregame to, to throwing in the game is, is completely different. Um, you know, I I think it's just when you once you get out there, the game is just a, it's a whole different level of, of getting loose and getting the adrenaline going. And, and um, you know, I just didn't really have the feel for, for much of anything there early on. Um, you know, didn't have a breaking ball for a strike cutter wasn't where I wanted it. So it's one of those things that's it's a, not a very good recipe and, and they jumped on it early. Corbin, you mentioned this, the offense kind of coming to your defense. Um, what, what do you think since the all-star break you, about what you've seen from sort of up and down the lineup, a bunch of guys getting it done? Yeah, I mean, everyone that's that's you know been on the lineup every every day for the last I guess two weeks since the All Star break has has put a good AB up there. You know, we don't really have those those bad innings where you know it's three you know uncompetitive ABs or or three quick outs. I mean, guys are up there putting good ABs together, hitting the ball hard, and and um, you know I think there was probably a little bit of un, a little bit of unlucky going on early in the year with hitting balls hard right at guys, and and now we're starting to hit some gaps and and uh, you know put we really put runs on the board in bunches, which is good. Looks like Escobar will fit right in, doesn't it, Corbin? I mean, he walked twice a night, Homer scores three runs. Yeah, he's kind of an offensive-type player, and he's a good fit, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to say he's not going to be a good fit when he when he gets on base and hits Homer. It's like, oh, yeah, that ain't going to cut it. He's not going to fit in here. Like, I mean, he's going to he's gonna get on base, drive in runs, and, and play a good third base. 
I think he's going to fit in just about anywhere. So I think we're pretty lucky to have him. Corbin, you've been part of some Brewers teams. I'm sorry, Sophia. You've been part of some teams that have gone on some, you know, late in 19, you were part of that run. Um, last year, you guys made the playoffs. But but just what's your feeling about this club and sort of what's ahead of you and what opportunity this season might lead you to? Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the best team I was probably a part of was, was 18. Um, and, um, you know, all around, that was probably the, you know our best team. We were one game away from the World Series. And um, you know, I think this team is, is as much that good, if not better. Um, you know, we've got great bullpen arms. We've got a couple joining us here probably tomorrow, the next couple of days. We've got, uh, you know, we got some thump in the lineup, got guys that play good defense and, you know, we've thrown the ball well all year. So that's a, it's a pretty good recipe. And, you know, we're playing great baseball right now. So it's one of those things just to try to keep everyone healthy and keep, you know, kind of keep the ball rolling. And, um, you know, I think, the, you know, there's a, there's a lot, to, lot to come with, with this team and, you know, hopefully we can keep, can keep it rolling and hit our stride even more so going in, into September, into the postseason. Corbin, I was just going to ask about the play that Jackie and Eduardo made, um, throwing out Austin Riley. I mean, was that, was that a big play at that point in the inning? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think everyone in the league knows that, that Jackie's got a pretty good arm there. Um, and so for, for him to try to try to push extra bag there down, I think they were down four runs at, at that time, three or four runs. Um, you know, it gave us an opportunity to get out of the inning and, you know, great play by, by Jackie. And, you know, throw was a little bit of the line and good play by, by Escobar to, to grab that and put a tag on. So that was definitely a huge play. Let's find out the play of the game brought to you by ABC audio video, home entertainment and smart home technology. Simply done. Right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove on the fan. Yeah, he was referring to that uh, double play uh, to get Box uh, out of tr- a little bit of trouble there. JBJ uh, with uh, I don't I don't know where I don't know where Riley's trying to go there with two, with two outs. I mean, it's a fly ball to center field. You've got two outs. You're down three runs. Uh, never make the first and third out at third. I'm just saying. You know, yeah, he, but he t- took away an opportunity there at one swing of the bat and getting it tied. Well, another perfect example of you have to take advantage of when the other team makes mistakes, and they did it right there, and they did it tonight. Yeah, they, they did. And also, uh, Jay Cousins got out of trouble uh, in that seventh inning with a huge double play. I mean, I, that, you know, I was really nervous at that point that the Braves were going to come charging back and at least you know, make it super close. Then you've got, a, you know, you've got Williams and Hayter, don't get me wrong, and one run is good enough for those guys in most situations, but – Defense uh, stepped up pretty well tonight. Um, again, you know, pitching and defense, that's, uh, that's coupled with uh, a, a nine-run output is going to win you most baseball games, maybe 95 out of 100 games. That's going to get it done. All right, play of the game in this one. You heard from Corbin Burns, just didn't have it. He allows four runs in the first inning. That's just – that's not going to happen very often. But I was still fairly confident – they get one. They get a rally going in the third inning. They get one in on the sack fly, but there's two on, two out, and two strikes for Avi Garcia. Runners will get a head start. Three-two pitch. Garcia sends one deep to left field. That is going to get up and get out of here. Avi Garcia, one swing of the bat ties this game. 
Oh, man, the highlight on Valley Sports Wisconsin. I was going crazy. I think that's one of the biggest swings of the year, really. When you think about it, you're down four zip. You get a reset for Corbin Burns. I get them back to even in the third inning, and, and they did a little bit better than that. They took their own four-run lead as they score four times in the fourth as well. They go on to a 9-5 victory, and let's uh, let Craig Council unpack that. That is next. Fellow windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway, as always, after each game here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show. Driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 9-5 final. They take game one of this three-game set and get themselves 20 games over 500. And just wipe it away, go go after the series in Atlanta. That's been a a tough uh, customer there for the Brewers over the past, you know, four or five years is playing down in Atlanta. It just sometimes doesn't work out. And, And most series down in Atlanta always had some controversy in it. Um, all the way going back to Freddie Gonzalez being down there as their manager. But um, nonetheless, they get the uh, victory tonight. Let's hear from Craig Council. Got to be pretty pleased uh, for the offense picking up for Corbin Burns, a rare kind of uh, challenging start, let's say. Here's the Brewer skipper. That, that's because we, they were in the fireworks finale here. I wanted you to hear that. Hey, uh, Craig, there was a there was a year where a four run deficit might have been a big challenge for your offense, but it wasn't tonight. And this offense is different now, isn't it? Well, I mean, you know, the the you know the, some of the criticism of the offense, I think, it was a pretty. It was the beginning of the season. It was a fairly short stretch, in my opinion. Um, you know, we were we're doing a good job scoring runs. So, um, you know, I mean, I, look, getting down four nothing is not a recipe for winning baseball games. Um, so, uh, we did a nice job tonight. Avi had a huge, huge three run Homer uh, with a great at bat, uh, that, that obviously changed the game. Um, and then we kept going from there. So, um, it was a really good offensive night. Um, you know, Corbin didn't have his best night. But uh, the offense picked him up, and that's kind of been, you know, there's, there's been some opposite nights um, for Corbin this year, and so it was great to see the offense pick him up. What did you think of Corbin, and what did you hear from Chris Hook about just sort of what was happening early and, uh, and then I, how I he thought, kind of got it going? Yeah, I mean, I thought early he just he just left too many pitches in the middle of the plate, really. Um, his, his, you know, the cutter was in the first inning all the – the home run was on the curveball, but all the cutters that got hit were just, they were middle. They were down in the middle of the plate, um, didn't get to the edges with anything. And that's for, for any pitcher, that's going to be trouble. Um, so they, they, they put swings on pitches kind of in the middle of the plate, really um, down a little bit, maybe, but in the middle ish. So, you know, he did get it going and he made some good pitches then. Um, and uh just just ran into trouble with with kind of the heart of their order in in the in the fifth. 
Craig, that young pitcher, uh, Toussaint, uh, you know, got to a good start. But when you guys got up like second and third time too, you started getting way better swings against him. Is that just a matter of seeing him and what he's doing? Because he had a real good curveball. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, in the fourth, you know, we we after we made him work really hard in the third and and scored those runs. Um, and then we got a bit, you know, we got the first guy on in the, in the fourth and, um, I think Corbin bunted him over or, or was it Corbin, the second hitter, but we just had good, we, they had bats at that point when Colton, we turned the lineup over the at bats just got really good. Um, and it was third time through, like you said, and we had seen him, seen him really well, I thought. Um, and it, it was, it was a different at bat than the first time through for sure. So. Um, that's that's credit to our guys making some adjustments and and using the information from the first couple of times and and for their advantage. Craig, after they get it to eight five, uh, you've probably been at third base and had a throw pull you into a runner like Escobar found himself. That that's a really tricky tag he made right there, wasn't it? And and just well, look, point. I mean, it's a great throw. That's that's let's start with that. It's a it's an incredible throw. Um, and, uh, but, but Askew made a great tag too, for sure. It was, I mean, he made a tag on the kind of went to the other side of the runner and, uh, you know, had one choice and tried to kind of tag his backside as he was going by and probably got his foot or his calf or something like that. Um, so it was great play on both guys ends, um, and, and a big play. I mean, box had through three pitches, we were able to send him out there kind of set the game in order and then he had another good inning. Uh, I thought what he did in the fifth was, was the game really, you know, we, our offense was good, but what box did in the fifth um, just he quieted their rally. Um, and then, and then the game was kind of in order for us. Cousins got himself in and out of a jam too, Craig, you know, a double big, real big double play against a dangerous hitter. Yeah. I mean, his, his stuff was great tonight. I thought his fastball was as good as we've seen it. Um, but you know, they, they, he threw a pretty good slider to Albies and got a base hit and then he got two strikes on Freeman with some great pitches and unfortunately hit him. Um, but then got the big ground ball and he, he's throwing the ball. Great. I mean, it, that's, that is really big time stuff. I think you, the hitters are telling you that. Um, so he's, he's off his, he's got his career off to a really good start and, you know, I, I I like to see him get in a little trouble. Really, I, I think that's good for him. I think that's that's part of learning, and that's going to happen um, as we go here in some spots. And so, him working himself out of some trouble, I think, is part of this. Craig, just with how you guys have played since the All Star break, going nine and three, and especially the way you're swinging the bats now, do you feel this is as kind of as complete or or as um, kind of all phases? putting it together that you guys have had up until this point? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things about this team is that um, we do have, we do in all areas of the game, I, I think we can excel. I, I think we have the personnel to do that. Um, and one of, one of the biggest things for me is it, it starts with our defense. I mean, I think when our defense is good, it just, we become, we're, we become a different team. Um, we're generally really hard to score against or, or we prevent something bad from happening as we did tonight. Um, so that, that adds to it, but I, yeah, I think we're playing pretty, pretty, uh, pretty well, good all around baseball. Um, and, and you're right. It, it, 
you know, since the all-star regular, I thought the white Sox series is a great example of it. I thought we played, that was a, one of the series we played really, really well. And, um, and tonight we kind of came up with a victory in a different way. And it's because the offense did a great job and then the bullpen did a great job. Anything else? Craig, do you think you get those relievers tomorrow or might it be? Another yeah, day? yeah, they will. Uh, no, they'll, uh, they're, they're scheduled to both be here tomorrow. Um, they're, they're flying tomorrow. So if flights go well, we're, we're hoping to, to have them here tomorrow. All right, there he is, Craig Council after the Brewers' 9-5 victory. Good all-around baseball, and I would agree. I think the defense may be flying you know, under the radar just a little bit here. That run prevention side of things, you know, coupled with you know, good offensive surge. And that's the surge I like to talk about is an offensive surge, not those other surges. That seemed to be taking some headlines. All right, back at it uh, tomorrow after the last pitch. You make the switch. First pitch is going to be 20 after 6 again, and hopefully it'll get done in maybe a a normal baseball game. (laughs) My goodness. Dude, those first couple innings were like 45-minute innings. It was brutal. After the last pitch, you make the switch. Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Uh, Kyle Muller is uh, on the hill for the Braves. Two and three and a 255 earned run average. Tough customer there. However, Brandon Woodruff, he's seven and five with a 214 ERA. And well, if the offense, uh, if the offense continues to do what they're doing, then it, it wouldn't matter if Woody has a little off night like Burns. But uh, crossing our fingers for Woody. Get the win tomorrow. Take the series. Couldn't couldn't ask for much more than that. Although, talk to me tomorrow if they get the win. Now it's like, we got to get that sweep. We'll see. All right, you guys uh, have a great night. Uh, for Jeff Orlowski, is, he's also called the Polish Pipe Bomb. My name is Tim Allen. Have a great night. See you tomorrow, everybody. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.